0: HBs, we're here with Heaving Bosom's Ask a Badass, where we interview romance lovers about anything under the sun, but mostly, you know, romance. I hope you join Erin and I on Monday, February 17th, for part one of The Bollywood Bride by Sonali Dev. It's an absolutely beautifully written second chance romance, but it does come with a whole parcel of content warnings. Be careful if sexual assault, child abuse, severe mental health crises, mental health shaming, and gritty depictions of depression are triggering for you. It's a very beautiful, but it's a big angst as well. And now we've got Caitlin K. This lifelong Girl Scout is a lover of logistics and audiobooks, a New York Bagel devotee, a destroyer of reading goals, and the baddest of asses. Here we
1: go! Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Natalie. How's everything going with you today? Oh my gosh, it's going well. This is going to be, I haven't had an interview in like a week, so it's nice to kind of chat with you and say hello. How are you? It's been
2: a pretty busy week, couple of weeks, but today was not quite as busy, so it's been a nice little change from my normal chaos of everyday craziness. (laughs)
1: um listeners if you are out there i am with caitlin K. uh caitlin you are a fairly active hb in the geriatric friendship cult um you've been listening for how long have you been listening to heaving bosoms
2: maybe a little more than six months or so i'm not the greatest Mm -hmm. with math right off the top (laughs) of my head i understand but i yeah (laughs) i started listening when my commute became an hour in each direction and that was about may or june of last mm-hmm. year so actually it's been like that's closer to nine months yeah absolutely
1: so you're i mean we're gonna be in a common law relationship pretty soon awesome
2: <laughs> i feel like i should uh, i feel like i should put more of those like books onto my like to read list because there have to be some that are out there
1: mm-hmm. like the books that Ooh. you haven't listened to yet or the books that you've listened to the episodes but not read yet is that what you mean
2: just books in general like there have to oh. be like there has to be like a common law marriage trope out there i, <laughs> I haven't actually come across <laughs> any yet oh but I, I mean see. who knows
1: <laughs> yep definitely i haven't i haven't seen any common law tropes where you're like hey, you can't tear us asunder because we've been together for 10 years or more, or however long it is. However long is a common law marriage. What does that even mean?
2: I'm not sure. I feel like I should know because I'm pretty sure my aunt is in one of them because she's been with the same person for pretty much my entire life, which is like over 25 years now. And But yeah, it's I should look yeah, that up.
1: Me too. There's a lot of things in my life where I've been like, you know what, as we're talking about this, I actually know nothing about this subject and shouldn't have brought it up and therefore need to go research it immediately. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't
2: know the answer, but I'll get back to you about that. Yeah, I do exactly. that constantly at work. That's
1: my number one yeah, that's my number one thing I tell my employees. <laughs> don't lie. Don't make up an answer. Just say to exactly. them Exactly, Hey, what's a good contact number for you? And I'll get back to you with that answer as soon as I can. <laughs> exactly.
2: And then just um, do some research and get there. It'll work exactly.
1: Out. Yeah, I should put that on a T shirt. Do you have you been a romance reader for a long time?
2: I have definitely been a reader for a long time. I got more into romance, I guess, a little sometime late college. I've always been involved in like the YA type, yeah, romance, younger versions. But then I was, I started getting into iBooks a lot and they had so many of those free ones that I was like you know what I just need something to read I actually really like this and then it kind of just ballooned from there Mm -hmm. and now it's a way of life
1: so yeah I understand that feeling completely do you have a go-to genre that you like
2: I mean, I nowadays, I mostly stick to romance. I go more with contemporary as opposed to Mm -hmm. paranormal or historical. But I've been trying to branch out a little more. I have found some historicals that I've listened to. I've taken a lot of suggestions from the cult, from Goodreads, Mm -hmm. all over the place. Honestly, I listen to and read so much that I'll pretty much try anything at least mm-hmm. once yeah. i mainly take in books as audio right now because i have mm-hmm. an hour commute in each direction to and from work mm-hmm. and it's yeah it can be it can be a lot but now i get to really catch up on the reading and the audiobooks and the podcasts mm-hmm. and then i find myself getting so wrapped up in the story that i'm like i just want to find out what happens in this book and i'm not watching quite yeah. as much tv Anything mm-hmm. else, and I mean, you can fold laundry and listen to a book at the same time, mm-hmm. or you can just like lay on your bed and scroll Facebook. Listening to a book, whatever works, or oh just heck yeah, all the stuff that you would like, normally be crush. doing anyway,
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. all the things you would normally be doing anyway, you can do while listening to a book. And I, I feel yes. like that this has come up on the cult and kind of in the world in general. But like, I firmly believe that listening to books is reading. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. your brain is still making those mind pictures. It's still having to, yes. like, comprehend those words. It's your brain is doing the work, whether your eyeballs are doing the work. You know what I mean? So exactly. Listening is reading. And I'm going to say that this is the definitive answer for the whole world that needs to happen right now. Like we don't need to continue the subject after this episode. Wouldn't you agree? One hundred percent. You and I can determine that. Yeah,
2: it's that's one hundred percent. Bang the gavel. It is correct.
1: (laughs) So this conversation about audiobooks (laughs) in the world is over. Caitlin and I figured it out no one else needs to discuss it from here on out audiobooks are reading yes yeah I um. I think we've talked about this in a couple other episodes but I have a really hard time well I so I used to have a very long commute and yeah. I, lo- I, I, I hated it because you know you hate it but you also <laughs> love it because you have that time to you know listen to stuff or do podcasts or listen right. to books or whatever and it's always that part of the thing it's like kind of forcing you to spend time with yourself you know what I mean which is kind of nice in some ways yeah but now I have a very short commute and so it takes me like six days to finish one episode of eating (laughs) (laughs) so really there's no time for things like audiobooks or podcasts or anything like that I can't even listen to my own podcast anymore There's no... I'm not even able to listen to my own voice. I know. Sometimes I was
2: thinking about this before. Like, I have never liked listening to my own voice. I'm like, am I going to skip it? Or, like, what's going to go on? (laughs) But I mean, I'm also more of, like, that completionist. Like, I'm going to have to do it. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'm not necessarily that way with books or my audiobooks. If I don't like a book, I will put it down or Mm -hmm. get rid of it or something. I... Don't tend to buy very many books. I borrow a lot from the library or Mm -hmm. from like Overdrive or Hoopla. I also have a Scribd subscription, so I am not paying individually for them, so I don't feel as guilty if I'm like, I hate this. I'm just listening to it so I can say that I did. Like, that's offline. There's so many other hundreds of millions of hours of books and things out there that I can find something else that I actually will like and not. It's really timely
1: for me that we're talking about this because I just finished the just finished last week's episode of Feezing Bosoms Today and where Melody's Lady Love was to, to DNF a book if you're not feeling yes. it and just to and I was like oh I'm already there I'm a rabid yeah. dnf I will not I mean I do a lot of Kindle Unlimited so it's kind of similar to what you were talking about where yeah. I'm not paying per book as much but literally this book this last book that I DNFed was at 75% and part of me was like Natalie just finish it what are you doing yeah. but then the other it's- part of me was like no just stop it you don't need to finish it who's like who's even gonna know if you don't
2: exactly i mean i track pretty much everything i read on goodreads because i'm also like i just want to know how many books that i can get and if i'm hitting Mm -hmm. my goal and all of those things so if i don't finish a book i'm not going to put it on there some of them if like i really hated it i will put in a review saying that I really didn't like this book for this reason. But other times I'll delete it completely and it won't count. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I, yeah, I don't know.
1: That's the ultimate diss. I'm not even going to count this on my Goodreads count.
2: I know. And I, I've been doing like a book every day or two with everything that's been going on. So my counts get pretty high and I'm just like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I can hit that like 200 mark this year. And like last year, I was. Yeah. A couple years ago, I had not been able to hit my goal of 75. And now I had like smashed my goal of 100 out of the water in like June or July. And I was like, okay, now I mm-hmm. need to be more realistic because I'm actually listening to a lot more books. So, what is a better. Goal, So I don't end up going mm-hmm. 75 books over my goal and being like, well, I hit it. But that was kind of a different lifetime mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. when I said it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, have you always been like a reading goal person? Like, has that always been what you how you read?
2: Not necessarily. I started tracking more of the books on Goodreads. I don't even remember when it was. But then I would be able to see now that I'm reading so many of them, I have found myself like finding a book or coming across a book that I've already read. And if I have already Mm -hmm. read it, sometimes I will go and read it again. But if I see that I read it and either liked it or didn't like it, then I can kind of just stop find something else and then Mm -hmm. keep going forward but I've always been a big reader like I was one of the types of kids when I was growing up my parents would have to take my books away instead of like Mm -hmm. taking away television privileges or something else and I would constantly have books out of the library I'd get like nine ten books out of the library per week and Mm. then just go through all of them and some of them were rereads but I read yeah so many different things and it's definitely helped out and led me down the path where I am today. I mean, I used to work at Barnes & Noble and I was there for just under five years. So that also kind of having all of that book knowledge has helped in many different aspects of my life.
1: Do you want to talk about your current job right now? Because it's kind of a big lady love for you. Like that's a big
2: yeah a big passion, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um. <laughs> currently, I work for Girl Scouts. I have actually been mm. a registered member of Girl Scouts for 19 years. I'm really excited because next year I hit the 20 year mark, which is a do big deal. Do they give deal. you like, what do They're- they do?
1: Like a champagne fountain or what?
2: <laughs> I wish. <laughs> that would be awesome. Maybe my co-workers would do that for me because yeah. we're always talking about things that we can do. But I will get a pin that gets to goes on my uniform that has the 20 next to it. And actually Girl Scouts was my first job when I was 16 or 17. I worked at camp for six summers as a Girl Scout camp counselor. Mm -hmm. And now I work in membership. So I get to involve girls and adults in troops, help them get started, help them continue, Mm -hmm. basically helping them be better person. And it's been that one like organization I've been involved in for more than two-thirds of my life. And I get to do these things that I do actually feel really passionate about. And even with everything that goes on and every job has its ups and downs and good and bad points, it's still being able to work for an organization that you truly believe in is something that's great. So that's definitely a lady love. Work for somewhere that you legitimately believe in their mission
1: yeah absolutely Which- um and one it's really cool for to be involved with something that's was super formational for you and to encourage that with Um, other people that are your age like that that's one of the things that I love about doing environmental education and outdoor education is like that was very formational for me um, when I was younger and to be able to spread that interest and joy to young people even adults um, that's amazing and to be able to do that now I do it as a volunteer so it's really cool that you get to do it as a job as a work job
2: exactly and that's great and I've met so many other people through Girl Scouts with all different types of passions and things they love to do. And there are other people in the cult on Facebook that I have now connected with, who are volunteers for Girl Scouts, and actually, at least one other person who works for Girl Scouts in a different council across the country. So now I'm making all of those connections. And so many different types of people can have the same kinds of passions. And that's what's amazing about everything
1: I think that's one of the cool things that's amazing about romance and amazing about the cult is you know you really see the diversity of um, of the readership of romance and the people that yes. enjoy romance and the diversity of the people that really have gravitated towards Aaron and Mel and what yes. they you know their messages and you know their humor and things like that like it's really been an amazing kind of gravitational pull for me um, and amazing that just to meet kind of those that people from all different walks of life. And we all have these things in common that maybe we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for this podcast. Isn't that kind of cool?
2: Exactly. And it's great when it's also like, there's this organization that's so female centric too. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of, there are definitely male readers and listeners, but it does seem to be a very female centric genre and that's another, like, great connection that it's another way to say, like, these are my people. Like, I can understand them and agree with them on all of these different things. And then you also get to have the cookies, which is...
1: <laughs> What's your favorite cookie? <laughs> um,
2: that's a hard question. I mean, I love Thin Mints, especially when they have yeah. come right out of the freezer. Um,
1: There was a new flavor that was that came out this year, isn't there?
2: Yes, a actually, Got
1: Cookie flavor.
2: They are called Lemon Ups. It's a new lemon flavored cookie that I have actually tried and I am in love with that cookie. Also, and mm-hmm. it has made so many cups of coffee that much better and I just I pretty much like all of the flavors, but that one I mm-hmm. particularly like. I wasn't the biggest fan of the previous lemon cookie because you also couldn't really hide it because it was like powdered sugar just would go everywhere
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like <laughs> i need to be discreet girl scouts come on <laughs>
2: exactly but even so it's so like light and like lemony and it's
1: it's wonderful
2: and it makes me happy it And anytime amazing. i see any of those cookies or one it's it's lovely.
1: Do you want to hear a really like boring favorite of mine? Yes. I am a tre. I'm a trefoil girl. I'm a shortbread cookie. I do like the. I is that is that how you say it? Am I saying it the wrong way?
2: I say it both ways. I've kind of gone tree- back is and it forth. Trefoil. Tree trefoil. I kind of just like I'll read it and then I'll just say it, and it sounds like pretty much every time it's slightly different, and I don't even know. Why that happens? that's another one
1: of those words that I didn't really know how to say it until it was coming out of my mouth on this microphone. I don't know if I've ever said I think I've always I don't think I've ever said trefoil. I think I've always called them shortbread cookies. <laughs> I'm not sure either way yeah, it's we can decide. We decided about audiobooks. We can decide about this. Hmm. What do you think? Trefoil trefoil? What's your gut instinct? I
2: feel like it's more trefoil, but I think that may have been based on something I heard. Maybe in a Great. webinar I feel because I've had to with listen it. to hours and hours of webinars. <laughs> that is not a lady <laughs> love unless <laughs> you can have... <laughs> <laughs> unless you can have... Although, really comfy headphones. Make sure you get a pair of those especially yeah. if you have to be on them all the time for work. Like mm-hmm. That has been making this so much better they're like over the ear they have a microphone it's all of that great stuff and you don't really forget they're there but you don't necessarily feel them as much as the in the
1: ear ones as a person who wears headphones quite a bit for this purpose i can vouch for that getting good headphones that are comfortable is a big deal it's a big deal um, so we've agreed it's Trefoil, yes. everybody, all listeners. That's what it is from ben now on. Bag the gavel. It is done. Um, so we're doing business tonight. We're getting things yes. done. Just call us Congress because we are getting things together. Are you ready for a lightning round? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to go with Yes. Say it with yes. confidence. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple Ooh. new questions. I have a couple. I have a couple new ones. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you were gonna Bing, Boom, Bong something, what would it be?
2: So this I actually was thinking of, um, and I think the biggest thing that I come across in any of these romance novels that I read is the constant lack of lube. Like, (laughs)
1: Uh
2: it is, you can never have too much. Nobody ever seems to use it in pretty much anything. Also, spit is not lube. Just to say it again, it is not. And it is a terrible substitute. So... You need to be prepared. So it's like, yes. bing, boom, bong, where's the fucking lube?
1: Yes. <laughs> With Caitlin. <laughs>
2: exactly. I mean, you have to have it Yeah, done.
1: I agree. Okay. We're banging ga- another gavel <laughs> yes. for that. bang the gavel. Right. Do you have a favorite Melody and Aaron catchphrase, Heaving Bosom's catchphrase? Like, is it herbs, herbs, herbs? Um, is it oof? Is it DEF CON Most Extreme? Is there one that you have incorporated into your life?
2: I think it's kind of just like a classic, but I constantly think of logistics and thinking of uh-huh. how all this works. I actually have one of the stickers. That has the uh-huh. like, picture on it that I stuck onto my notebook and I'm like thinking about it like how does this work like how would that position work like and I feel like mm-hmm. I think about it in my head and sometimes I will go and pause the podcast and try to visualize it or I'll pause a book and being like logistically how does this work? Like, where are the arms? Where are the legs? Like,
1: <laughs>
2: this, this isn't a shifter book. Like, where is this extra leg yeah. coming from? Like, sure, absolutely. Just, like, how did we get tentacles in here? It just.
1: <laughs> that's. I understand.
2: Especially when I stick mainly to contemporary books and don't typically have too many of those like paranormal,
1: supernatural, alien things. Yeah. You can't suspend reality that much. I understand. I also have that sticker, um, but I never really worry about logistics. What I am Googling during books is who is this celebrity that they're comparing this hero to? Because I don't ever know celebrities at all. And they're always like, he looked like this person. And I'm always like, I can't picture who that person is. So hold on a sec. I'm going to Google. I also Google a lot of like what historical clothing is. (laughs) Because I don't know anything about that. And so in order for my mind to make the correct picture, I have to like, google it and try to figure out what it means yeah that's like that
2: (laughs) going along with the people and the costumes and all of that i also have it seems like this pathological need to know whenever i watch a movie or hear of like a celebrity being compared to someone in a book i need to know what that person was in whether or not i've seen it and then i'm like oh well how do i know them and i'm like oh well i've never actually seen any of the big things that they were in but they were in that one episode of supernatural or that one episode of bones (laughs) or oh that episode of law and order that That, i absolutely love
1: that's why yeah that's why i know them that one 30 second part or 20 minute part or whatever I remember that one episode. Yeah, that's kind of me too. Do you have a go to author?
2: There are a couple that I will go to and I'll pretty much like one click or download anything. Recently I have been really into Tara Civic and I read the mm-hmm. um listen to her Naughty Princess series. And it was basically like one of the ones where it's kind of just like Beauty and the Beast. Little Mermaid, and Cinderella. But it was like so creative, and the way that it was done. And one of them Mm -hmm. I actually... I don't give out five stars very often in my like Goodreads ratings list. Mm -hmm. And one of them did get a five, and I was very excited about that. And now I'm like, oh, you need to read this one. And just all of them are great. But I've been also going with Lauren Lane, and I just started the... Oxford series, which I think is a spinoff of her like love and stiletto or stiletto and well something along those lines sure those at uh, uh, jc burton with her um like sports ones like some of those are just mm. i do really like those do you have a
1: favorite sport like to read about not necessarily to watch i don't really care about watching sports i would like to know what your favorite go-to sport to read about yeah is like.
2: i am not good at playing sports so i kind of just like sometimes i'll imagine myself in the sport and being like <laughs> this is
1: this is that a bad idea <laughs> but I do
2: I do really like the hockey ones even though like mm-hmm. I have tried skating and skating and Caitlin do not get
1: along hey you want to know what's also fun like drinking hot chocolate <laughs> wearing exactly. a exactly like, that's really all you but need yeah, to do but yeah those are
2: those ones are good I'll listen I'll read or listen to pretty much any of them but Hockey tends to be my favorite.
1: Do you have a problematic fave? It could be a book. It could be a human. It could be a movie. It could be a poster on your wall.
2: The main thing that just keeps popping out to me has been J.K. Rowling. And it just makes me Mm. so sad because J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter basically helped me become a better reader. Like I was exactly Mm -hmm. in the target audience when the first books came out my third grade teacher read aloud the first book to our class so consequently all of us were impatient and wanted to know what happened so we were reading this book that was above our reading level trying to figure out like what some of the words meant and like reading and figuring mm-hmm. all of this out and then by the end of the year all of our reading levels had gone up so much because we were trying to read these books that were so much harder than what our actual reading level was but like now I just try to pretend that like it's kind of separate that it's like this is Harry Potter and then here's the person who wrote the Harry Potter and I just
1: what I've kind of heard and read on Twitter and a couple other places is like the fandom and the books are not hers anymore once she put them out into the world they became ours And she doesn't own your relationship with those books. She doesn't own... Um, your experiences with those books. Yeah, she created them. And there even may be some problematic themes that can be addressed right. in the books. Obviously, the werewolf stuff is not great, um, some yeah. of it, and things like that. But like her as a person, you can totally reject her as a person and her and what she's doing right exactly. now and how she's using her platform. But those books are yours now. And you can use them and they can represent whatever they need to represent to you. And again, I'm banging the yes. gavel right now because that's what that's what it needs to be for me. Those were very foundational for me. Ruby, my daughter Ruby yes. and I read them together and we watch a couple of the movies. Um and and they're important to our relationship and they're important to our life. So they are yes. ours now and they don't get to exactly. be hers anymore. That's kind of how I've had to think about it and I I mean, again, I still think like hey, you can absolutely say that she's the worst because she yeah. is and still appreciate something that she created and maybe not support her financially now, but still appreciate everything that that the books mean to you. However it works for you works for me. Okay. You want to tackle the important questions? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite carb? Bagels. Bagel. I love it. What's your favorite go-to bagel?
2: Either everything Mm. or sesame if I know I'm going to have a meeting or something and Mm. won't necessarily have time to check my teeth. Mm. I live in New York, 13 miles outside of Manhattan. So basically, Mm. I live in the bagel capital of the universe.
1: Sure.
2: I have friends that whenever I go to visit them, they're just like, please bring me bagels because (laughs) this is like they're just the best bagels. And i that's part of like probably one of the biggest reasons I don't think I'd be able to move too far Mm -hmm. outside of where I already am just because I'm so obsessed with these bagels. I have a bagel (laughs) Christmas tree ornament. Like I bought my sister a bagel Christmas tree ornament.
1: (laughs) It's just I need them. I understand. Do you do toppings or no?
2: Sometimes I will do like I'll do cream cheese or just egg and occasionally if I'm feeling really crazy, I'll do a bacon, egg and cheese. Mm. But I also need to really be ready for that and make sure I actually have and actually take the lactate beforehand. Because otherwise, it's not only uncomfortable for me, but it can potentially be uncomfortable for everyone around me. Like
1: a nuclear situation.
2: Yes. I understand. But as um, long as I have that lactate, I am good to go and it's on.
1: I uh, was just thinking about trying to make bagels the other day. And it's kind of like a project that I would really love to tackle. I know um, HB Holly just made bagels the other day because she posted pictures of them. and I did see if I feel like. That was that's like a good thing to have in your back pocket. Like, hey, yes, I'm gonna put on my resume that I can make bagels, and you should be impressed by that.
2: I know, and now I'm just like, I just want to make all of the bagels and all of the breads and mm-hmm. things. Just in general, I could never give up bread mm-hmm. ever. I understand? It's just a, it's a staple. Mm-hmm. And I mean, say- if I ever became gluten intolerant or develop celiac, I don't think I'd be able to live with myself because it's, <laughs> I'd just be so... I'd have to, but I'd be living like a half-life. And it would just be... I think be, that's
1: the worst part is once you've had it and then you have to eliminate it, you know what I mean? I know. You already have those taste bud memories. It's already there. And you have to just like remember what it was like. So sorry to those of you out there that have had to do that because like I can't even imagine... <sighs> <clears throat> just so all sad. right caitlin if you could dispense one condiment from your belly button what would it be
2: i've been thinking about this i'm not the biggest condiment fan but i mm-hmm. when i was coming to this decision i feel like if anything had to come out of my belly button i'd want it to be a margarita
1: oh okay
2: because Instant I party starter, feel exactly, know? I feel like it will always be helpful. Yeah. It's not as like, ideally, it shouldn't be like goopy or if it is, then you're doing something wrong with your margarita <laughs> mixing. Um, but the only condiment I really like is ranch and mm-hmm. I don't want anything like white <clears> and creamy <throat> coming out of my belly button. <laughs>
1: I love the idea that you're like I want to choose this condiment because it's my favorite but I have an ethical problem with choosing this condiment so I'm choosing I'm choosing something else entirely I just love that concept (laughs) exactly
2: I just I reject the idea so I will make it work in the way that I can
1: yes I understand so when life gives you a belly button that dispenses condiments so you make margaritas
2: exactly yeah. that's where you get the lemons and the limes
1: yeah there it it's is perfect it's all you need to know you guys
2: yeah like when all life right. gives you those lemons and limes like make some margaritas and throw a party
1: yeah from your belly button yes is that like the ultimate body shot
2: oh my god you know yes because it's literally coming from your body
1: yeah Ooh, I like it with that mental image <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry for that by no, the way
1: i except no not
2: sorry because margaritas. don't be sorry
1: yeah, yeah exactly margaritas from your belly button who knew oh. um caitlin thank you so much for interviewing with me this has been awesome i love spending time with you
2: it has been so exciting and a good part of the day
1: good i'm glad thank you for like doing your hour-long Ugh. commute and like fitting me into your crazy busy schedule and i'm so excited it worked out yes definitely. okay so keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love heaving bosoms yay yay all right okay
0: Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, Then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.